Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. to you everyone hello friends i'm shen and i'm lay and welcome back to the wilding nap podcast welcome friends hello um how are you doing mm, not so good so <laughs> she didn't even let pause no i'm not gonna sugarcoat no there's no room i'm not gonna no beating around the bush we have a woodpecker problem what so like so our townhouse, there's like a, a pillar that kind of like, you know, supports the porch. Yeah. There's a woodpecker trying to destroy the pillar and trying to collapse my home. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> <It's so strange. laughs> Yesterday I came home from the grocery store and Leon's like, yo, let me show you something. So he goes outside and I'm like, what is it? I'm like, first of all, is it going to give me the heebie-jeebies? Cause I like get really grossed out. I'm like, if it's like a cluster of ants or like insects, like I don't want to see that. And he's like, no, it's not that. I'm like, is it something gross? And he's like, no. I'm like, is it something that I did? And he's like, no. I'm like, okay, fine. Show me. So <laughs> he takes me outside and he shows me like a hole, like a little burrowed hole in the pillar. And he's like, a woodpecker did that just now. He's like, I was inside feeding Yara and I heard that, 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 And I was like, the hell? And then I was like, okay, whatever. I figured someone was outside doing, because people are doing things. Some, like, you know, whatever. He's like, then I heard da 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 And he's like, I ran outside, like, what the, a woodpecker peckering away. He's like, so I ran into the garage, grabbed the hose, and, like, obviously <laughs> soaked the woodpecker. And I was like, what the hell? I was so freaked out by it. I was like, well, thank God you were home, because if you weren't home, who knows how long he would have, like, kept going. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, okay, like, you know, maybe I have a couple days to figure out how to get rid of this woodpecker just now. Like, as I'm, like, exactly. going head-to-head with my mom over the phone. <laughs> it's almost like God was looking for a way to intervene. Bah, 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 bah. I'm like, the woodpecker! <laughs> my mom's like, what? And now it's funny because, like, although she's scolding me, seconds later, she's like, don't go out there. No, protect yourself. The woodpecker will kill you. You'll peck your eyes out. So I'm like, oh, my God. So anyway. Kill you? <laughs> I'm not even joking. I literally ran outside. I'm in a t-shirt and underwear. I ran outside <laughs> on my porch. No pants on. I was like, get away! <laughs> the woodpecker i'm impressed it worked it did i didn't think that that would be enough to have me outside in my drawers but apparently that's all the woodpecker needed to, to it didn't take you. much <laughs> she's crazy i'm leaving <laughs> but anyways how are you <laughs> i'm great Fabulous. Uh, nothing, nothing new is going on here okay living my life trying to stay healthy Mm-hmm. Stay alive, stay happy, stay positive, and working hard. Booked and busy. Booked and busy. <laughs> That's it. 
That's all you can do, friend. My birthday's coming up, though, and I'm super excited because that's my New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're the only person that I've ever known to have described their birthday that way, but I, like, dig it. It makes sense. It's such a celebration. I was like, who cares about, like, actual New Year's? Like, what, 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 what date is that to me? Yeah. My, my birthday's important. I, I like- also celebrate my half birthday. Oh, since my I was God. A, you're since so- I was a child. Since I was a child. And really? Like, Having a Caribbean mom, she's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah, what is seriously. going on in my house? <laughs> that is like, funny. Mom, can you make me like half a cake? What? I invite half my friends. <laughs> it was a big thing. And I tell them to give me like half of my present. No like, way. Yeah, I was such a weird kid. My mom would never indulge me in that way. She's like, are you crazy? And this is like my mom. And she's someone who's very festive and like loves like Valentine's Day and would like get us like silly things like that but like no my mom's like, are you kidding me i'm already stressed enough about your birthday like when it comes just, there is no way that i'm getting twice the stress plus i already have another kid and you have other siblings too so it's like what who knows when this half birthday is gonna fall like next mm-hmm. to your brother's birth- actual birthday i well my other brother one of my brothers his birthday is a day after mine so i think i used my oh, half birthday wow. as a way to celebrate my own thing okay our parties were always together and i'm like this is unfair i'm like 16 why am I having a birthday party with my little brother? This oh, is so fair terrible. But- That's actually very clever. You know what? I'm going to propose that to um, a girlfriend of mine because her sons are 10 and 18 months and they're born a day apart. Wow. Yeah. And like last year, they had a birthday party together. It was okay. They had it at a play place and there was like, you know, a toddler like baby section and there was also a space for like older kids. But like how much longer are you really going to be gonna able wear to wear off fast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so half birthday okay <laughs> that's awesome yeah. so we have a guest today guys <laughs> so our guest today is oriana and we're really excited to chat with her today but we're gonna let her get into her story when she introduces herself so good day ori hello good day thank you for having me this is anytime very cool. yeah very very cool love what you guys are doing Awesome. Thank you. We do yeah. want to check in with you, though. Yeah. Tell us. <laughs> What's How's up? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Well, my mom has my kids. I have three small kids, all under seven. Jeez. Um, and my mom, a few weeks ago, you know, after quarantine and everything, my mom, I think, could tell that, um, you know, being home for four months with three small kids on my own, single mom, no. was really taking a toll. Um, you know, she, I, I just wasn't myself. And she was like, listen, I'm going to start taking them Friday nights, bring them to sleep. And that is like saving me. Like on Monday morning, I'm like, is it Friday yet? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I have a moment of peace right now. And, um, so, and I've worked out already and taken a moment for myself. So it's a good day so far. It's a good day. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. After a long week and, um, yeah, we've been doing some play dates now, which is also, saving me being able to get them out of the house and playing with other kids yeah mm-hmm. so yeah we're doing okay counting down till september but at the moment i'm good <laughs> that is awesome That's good shout out to your mom for stepping right oh man and saving you my mom i was gonna say i was like mom. can i interest your mom in another like is she yeah. open to <laughs> how many kids does she take a day? yeah <laughs> is there room for like a you know little sassy 19 month old like i think i think she's a delight yeah yeah <laughs> I'm sure she'd love her. Hey, what's four? When you already have three, what's one? I mean, it's just another. It's literally just another mouth. So it's she not can a take big deal. winter too. All of them. Fine. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh lord. Can you imagine? She yeah. sent them both back in an Uber. Yeah. 
<laughs> Take them. That's too funny. Your mom sounds awesome. Perfect segue into bomb moms. <laughs> yep. I'm going to nominate a mom who I think is super funny. And I kind of fell in love with her. It's funny. I fell in love with her husband first because he was like the face, I guess, of the, the business they were growing um, and their kids. And then, you know, she came on the scene more and I just fell in love with her. And that's Kadeem Ellis. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> she is just, I don't know if anybody has watched like their Instagram, like, I think it's called Meet the Ellis's or something with the hanging with Adam or something with the Ellis's. But anyways, her husband is hysterical. He is mm-hmm. absolutely hilarious and reminds me of Leon in so many ways. So <laughs> that's part of the reason why, like, I was just like, this guy's hilarious. Like, I, I really, really like take to him and like his style of parenting. But like also even the relationship that him and Kadeem have is just so admirable. And they're so honest, so raw about their journey and like what they've been through. And I uh, they recently started their own podcast called um, Deadass, which is really, really funny. Oh, yeah. And he talked about uh, one of the episodes that I listened to uh, was when he talked about his journey with therapy and how um, going to therapy was, you know, a big choice for him and how she was excited for him to go to therapy because she wanted him to work through her issues. But she was like, shit, are you going to talk about me? Like, <laughs> she's like, it was funny because I had to work through the fact that, like, I was nervous. I'm like, what you want to talk about? Like, what happened? I'm perfect. Like, where are you going? <laughs> So anyways, but like supporting him through that journey and then just like doing life together. And she's also Jamaican. So like, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> boop, 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 all the way around. So I just love her. <laughs> I love her and her essence. And I love the way that she is with her kids and the way that she is with herself and the fact that she's unapologetic about being sexy. And she knows that like she can still rock a bikini and sexy outfits and like go out with her friends and do fun things and still be a bomb ass mom. So Kadeem Ellis, you are my bomb mom now. <clears throat> Wonderful. I love her as well. Mm-hmm. They're such a beautiful couple. I, I think I saw them on Black Love. Yes. Um, yes. Which is such a good show, guys, if you want to watch a docuseries on love stories that are raw and unfiltered. Yes. Ooh. That is a great show. Amazing. Check it out. So today I'm going to nominate a fitness mom slash mommy blogger. Her name mm-hmm. is Trey. And I think that she is stunning. She's a stunner, guys. When I show you the pictures, she's a stunner. She just started a fitness line, and I just thought it would be great to put her out there and support her business. I'm always here for a mom doing her thing, hustling. And she has two children under two. So, folks, you know that there is barely time on her hands, but she's still hustling. So I wanted to shout her out. Kudos to you, Trey. You are doing it, and you're doing it looking fine. <laughs> Listen, fine is not like it's just everything goes face goals, leg goals, ass goals, <laughs> cheek goals, knuckle goals. Like she just like <laughs> out here so knuckles. <laughs> those are like most like no, I kid you not. And her her brand that she started, Water Brand. Oh my God, like such. Like yes. these are gorgeous high waisted leggings. Yeah, I'm gonna buy some. As I, first of all, she says tummy control, and that's all I needed. Contoured <laughs> booty and tummy control. What? <laughs> Was I in the room the when you designed these? <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Yo, shout out to you, girl. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, Oriana. Who do you My have? Nomination. A... Yeah. So I have a special lady. Her name is Michelle Colthrust, and um, we've been friends for about twenty. 
three years. She's uh, from Trinidad. We grew up in Scarborough together and um, started out actually as uh, enemies, but became, <laughs> became best of friends. And she uh, has her own program. She, she has a YouTube channel and it's um, dedicated to women who have uh, endured gun violence in some way in their life. Wow. And oh, wow. She herself has a daughter who's uh, Tiana, 17 or 18. She's my goddaughter. And um, her father, Javen, who was also a friend of mine when we were in high school, he, he was shot and killed when mm -hmm. we were still in high school or just leaving high school. Wow. And Tiana was just a baby. Mm -hmm. And um, I haven't gotten into my story yet, but I lost my husband two years ago. So Michelle having lost Javen 20 years ago and me having lost Jeff, uh, it really, we were already very close, but it really brought us closer together mm -hmm. and brought us a new sense of empathy. And um, she's really trying to help women heal themselves, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, which is what we all want, you know. Right. And um, her her program is called Made Beautiful, like B Y O U Tiful. Oh, nice. Love that. Yeah. And um, and then she has a she has a second little girl, Azalea, who's uh, six. So she has her hands full too. Yeah. <laughs> daughters. And yeah, she's amazing. So she deserves it. Oh, that's sweet. I love that. That is amazing. And yeah. she sounds incredible. She but I, it's funny because when you said the name, I was like, Michelle Colthrust. I also know a Michelle Colthrust. It is not the same Michelle Colthrust. Really? <laughs> what are the odds that there's multiple Michelle Colthrust living in Toronto? Is, the, is your Michelle Colthrust a Colthrust by marriage? Yes, she is. Yeah. Asi Asian girl? Yeah. Married to Sean. Yes. So Sean is my Michelle's brother. I had a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> that is and so they're, funny. They're uh, what a so small can, world. And I'll I send know, you right? her links and stuff. So today on our episode, we thought it would be really great to share Oriana's story. Um, I don't really want to tell it because yeah. she's here. Yeah. Um, but we thought it was such a special thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know what? I'm just going to let you go into it, Ori. Oriana. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I sure, keep calling sure. you Ori. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so um, on April... 18th uh, 2018 I gave birth to my third baby her name's Willow she um, she's two now and so April 29th 2018 when she was 11 days old uh, my husband went for a ride in my father's car and never came back um, it was a sudden uh, accident and um, it was you know, the hardest day of my life, obviously. I, we were visiting some family and I had my two other kids with me who were four and three and the baby was in the car seat sleeping. And um, yeah, I had to, my, my, my husband and my father went for a spin in my father's sports car and um, expected them back in 10, 15 minutes. And mm. half an hour later, they weren't back. So I'm calling and texting and calling, no answer. And uh I ended up phoning the hospital to, to out of paranoia to see if if anyone by my husband's name was admitted, and mm -hmm. he was. And so I had to grab the baby in the car seat. I left my older kids with the family there and headed to the hospital. And um, basically, my my worst nightmare came true. So, you know, it's been a long road. Here we are, two over two years later, but 
I'm standing and I'm, I'm stronger than I was before the accident, ironically. So, um, you know, I, I, the main, the, the main thing that I talk about when I, when I speak on this is, um, how you can take your grief and turn it into growth. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot I've learned about myself. Um, after he died, I started journaling a lot. I was doing a lot of writing. And um, after weeks and months of that, I looked back through it and I was like, wow, there's so much content here. There's so much that I'm learning about myself and about life and about healing and how, how you live your best life. Mm-hmm. How you can be most fulfilled, um, even when there's a giant hole inside of you. Jeez. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, supporting my kids through that. It, there's, there's just so much. There's, there's so many layers to that. So many layers, yeah. So much that we've been through together as a family. So, yeah, yeah. So, That's the nutshell. <laughs> I can imagine. So, what did the healing process look like for you? So, um, we all know healing's not linear, right? Mm-hmm. So it's up and down and all around. It's, it's two steps forward, one step back. Um, the first few weeks, months, the first few months, the first few weeks really are like a dark, dark fog. It's like walking around with a blanket over your head. You don't mm-hmm. really know what's up. You don't know what's up and what's down and what's going on. You're just kind of trying to stand up, get out of bed, um, and the, the hardest thing specifically with losing a spouse is you're, you're in shock at first. Um, so you're very numb. Um, and in your numbness, in the peak of your numbness and fog, you're forced to plan a, a funeral mm-hmm. for your spouse. And it's like, what, what is being asked of you with so little resources is kind of unthinkable. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lucky that I had a really amazing support system that saved me, saved my life quite literally. Uh, it was literally like at this table at my kitchen Island here, like three or four of us just sitting here making a list of what do I need to do? Who do I need to call? Mm-hmm. You know, he's only been gone for a few days. I'm still in shock. I'm still in denial, but I have to like call credit card companies and banks and oh find a funeral home and figure all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, so it's really important to lean on other people and ask for help. And not to mention that I had like three kids or two kids yeah. running around, one baby attached to my nipple the whole time. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm literally like crying, breastfeeding and planning funeral all in the same moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but ironically, you know, a lot of people have said to me, I don't know how you did it with three kids. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, when you're grieving like that, all you want to do really is disappear, right? You just mm-hmm. want to like lie in bed and stay there. And you don't have an appetite. Your body's producing all kinds of hormones that, that negate your hunger. And, um, but because I was breastfeeding, I literally forced myself to eat with no appetite. I forced myself to eat. I forced mm-hmm. myself to drink water because I had to produce milk for this baby that was mm-hmm. depending on me. So the, it was like, as much as having a newborn baby is why the story is so sad, it's the baby really that kept me getting out of bed mm. and, and nourishing myself because I had to do that for her. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if I just had the two older kids, it would have been easy for me to send them somewhere and just stay in the dark, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, like I, 
I think I I mean, I obviously saying that I can relate is a joke because I, I, that's it, my situation is so dissimilar. But I remember um, when my daughter was two months old, I lost my godbrother. He was shot oh. at a party. Um, and, you know, people have god siblings and sometimes they're close, sometimes they're not. But my godbrother was legitimately like my brother. Like, like he, like so much so that like, you know, my mom was the, um, what do you call it? Beneficiary. Like should his mom pass, like she would take full custody of both him and his brother. So we've just been close since the beginning of time. Like again, since he was born, like he's mm-hmm. been my brother. He's been, you know, like just a part of everything, every occasion. And I remember him coming to visit like three weeks before he passed and he was so excited and so like tripped out. Like every 30 seconds, he's like, yo, you're a mom. Like what? Like it was just so weird. It was so surreal. And I, was just so tired and in and out of how I was feeling that I, you know, I, um, I did, I, I wanted to take a picture and had forgotten. And it's something that I still have to work through the fact mm. that I didn't take that photo. Cause I really wanted to, and I didn't. Mm. Um, but you know, what I remember though, is the day that I got the news that he was killed and I was like inconsolable, just like screaming, crying, just a distraught mess. And then I remember Yara needing to feed because I was nursing Mm -hmm. um, and she was only two months old at the time. So I I went to nurse her and I couldn't. And like, this is like, and I I could, even though I'm in Gore, I could not nurse her. And it was like, my body was just like, you got to get it together. It was legitimately in that moment. It was like, my body was like, you have to get it together because if you don't, like, I'm not going to allow you to do what this baby needs you to do. Yeah. So I remember like giving Leon the baby, going, taking a shower, washing my face, crying in the, in, the, in the shower, coming out and knowing that like, you know, this is sad and I am definitely grieving and I don't know when I'm going to be okay with this, but mm. I still have to, I have to con- console myself enough to be able to get this done. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I get that. I get how like your body just kind of gives you an ultimatum, so to speak. Yeah, right. You have to just do what you got to do. Right. Yeah. That's wild. Ooh, yeah yeah so because your children were so young like how did that affect the process of you supporting them with their grievance or how did that look like for young children did you notice a difference mm-hmm. um yeah just explain to us like how that worked because i couldn't imagine like would they be aware mm-hmm. of something that you had to work through with them like what did that look like yeah so that was the most intimidating part, like figuring out how I would tell them. Yeah. Uh, so my son was uh, four and a half and my daughter was three. So mm-hmm. still very young, but yeah. converse- conversational. Mm-hmm. They knew we had had a fish that died. Like, so they, they, they had a, a, a light grasp on the concept of death. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jeff died on a Sunday and I didn't tell them till Wednesday. So it took me a few days, um, you know, to work up the nerve to uh, do some research on mm-hmm. how you tell children this and mm-hmm. how, how do kids grieve. So I mm-hmm. spoke to a couple um, like child psychologists and mm-hmm. a counselor and friends. And I also wanted to make sure I could have all the family in the home so that mm-hmm. I could have some support. support. Mm-hmm. And um, the most valuable thing I learned that kind of prepared me to tell them was that um, they say children grieve in puddles. So children don't grieve the way we do. You know, as adults, we kind of stay sad for a prolonged period of time. Right. Um, whereas kids, I think, can't handle or process that amount of emotion. So they, they, they grieve in a puddle 
and then they have their moment and then they're kind of out of it and they mm -hmm. go back to playing and they go back to their normal self. And then later in the day, another puddle comes. Yeah. Um, and I found that to be very accurate. So, you know, I had, I had the family gathered. I took the two older kids into a, a room by themselves and we sat down and we had a talk and um, I didn't cry. I find for, for me, you know, in those moments where I really need my kind of going back to what Lay was saying about mm -hmm. your, your body just kind of does things mm -hmm. based on what you need and what you're feeling. And it's like my body wouldn't allow me to fall apart in that moment. I needed to keep it together to talk mm -hmm. to him. So I, I very calmly told him that daddy was gone. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And, you know, they were confused. You know, they didn't know, they didn't cry. They didn't, they kind of smiled awkwardly. They, then they pretended to cry. Like they weren't sure what they should do, what they were trying mm -hmm. to react, how they thought I wanted them to react. Mm -hmm. um, and then over time it evolves. Um, so my son, especially who was four and a half, he really grasped it the most. And he started waking up in the middle of the night um, and he would come to my bed and say, I miss daddy. And he would just weep. Oh. And that was the hardest part because we see children cry from pain, from physical pain or mm -hmm. from not being able to get their way. Um, but to see a child weep from emotion, the way that adults weep. Oh man. That was like, I was like, we would just like lay in bed and cry ourselves to sleep, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, so watching him and, and he's the only boy, you know, he's mm -hmm. the oldest, he's the only boy him and his dad would just like roll around on the floor. They just like lived on the living room carpet together. You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. um, so he really lost his, his lifestyle really changed the most of the kids, yeah. you know? Um, and then, you know, as we kind of found our rhythm day to day, I think the main thing that changed for me was um, I actually became more, militant with them I became mm -hmm. more more rigid in the routine because my whole framework was like so fragile there was just no time or energy for like any bullshit mm -hmm. sorry if, I don't know if I can curse but yeah you can yeah go you're good <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's just when you're when you're grieving and you're just dealing with all these kids and you're on your own there's no room for for bullshit it's like you need to follow my instructions you need to go to sleep you need to do the things I'm asking you to do because I, I physically literally can't handle it if you don't. Mm. And so that was a real adjustment for them. Again, especially for my son being the oldest and being like the wild boy. Um, I became just so strict with everything. Um, mm -hmm. But in the long run, it's really helped me. You know, there's, and it's helped them too. You know, there's more boundary. I'm really strict with bedtime. Um, I was already sleep training, you know, when Jeff was alive. So that was, that was helpful. You know, because 
God, I, I remember the first day, like, so he died on Sunday, the, that Monday. So there's just like people in and out of my small little condo, yes. like 20 people coming, bringing food. I don't, I don't know what was going on. Yeah. So just all these people, people took the kids to the park. I don't know. And then at the end of the night, so maybe like 7.38, I'm putting the, the older kids to bed and I tuck them in and I came back out to the living room and I collapsed. I just collapsed in like a puddle. Mm. And I was, I was like, that day felt like 16 years. It was oh. the longest day of my life. And I was like, and I just cried to my friends and family who were here. And I was like, I actually can't do this. You know, so it was so important for them to go to bed early so that I could recover from the yeah. day, you know? And, um, <clears throat> and we also, it also taught me to have, we started having like really mature conversations like me with the kids. Mm -hmm. I've always been, um, some people say I talk to them too much, but I've always been really transparent with them. And I've always mm -hmm. spoken to them kind of like they're bigger than they are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they asked me questions about the accident, about why daddy died. Like my son had a lot of questions in those early days about why he died and why couldn't the doctors save him? Mm -hmm. And, you know, why was the car going too fast? Just so many you know, innocent and logical questions. Um, and I just, I learned how to just be honest, just be transparent um, and, and give the simplest answer possible without lying or bending the truth, you yeah. know, not trying to, I think it's important to not protect them too much. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't serve them. You know, at the end of the day, it's a hard life, right? So they just, they deserve to know the, the hard truths. I agree. I think it's so hard. Like, I, it's so hard. Like, I was watching, what was it? Good Girls. I don't know if any of you watched that show on Netflix. I do. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. So, uh, I was watching the most recent season, and I won't give away too much because I don't know. I don't want spoilers. But just as a small thing, that like, uh, the, the kids, Beth's kids, the fish mm -hmm. died. The fish, yeah. yeah, there was like multiple fish. I think it was a couple of them. They died. And the, they're just going through so much, like with everything that's happening in the show. And the dad's like, I just can't. Like, I, I literally can't tell them that the fish is dead. Yeah. So he said something so ridiculous. Like, 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 he said that they went to like, you know, fish school because they're going on like some like special excursion. And then like the kids are just like, what? And he's like, yeah, like, you know, we had to like, you know, like send them off. And he's, he's like, so why did like, I, we see them like, I was like, why did our brother tell us that they went down the toilet? And he's like, <laughs> oh, well, like, that's just where the special school is. And it was just like, this, and it was to me, I was like, this is so laborious. Like, just yeah. tell them the fish is gone and have a, mm -hmm. like, an, you know, an age appropriate conversation about death and loss. And I know that's easier said than done. Like, as obviously, yeah. like, I'm, you know, from my angle telling him that, I know that, like, when that happens, I think about having a dog and, you know, one day Pino will die. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what that conversation will have to be like for Yara will be hard. My daughter and my dog are like two peas in a pod. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely see what you're saying, that in the long run, it serves them no good mm -hmm. to tell them all of these funny fairy stories. It doesn't. It just doesn't serve them good. It's just like, it's better to almost like a Band-Aid. Right. Like, you know, rip it off and like deal with it and it stings a bit, but then eventually, you know, it'll heal and feel better. Because when they're, when they're grown and out in the world and, and, pets die or people die or bad things happen, they will actually be more prepared to handle that in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. If you told them that their pet died when they were small, cause they've already been through it. They've learned, Absolutely. but the, the kids who are like so overprotected, 
the kids whose the parents who feel like their main job is to protect their child from pain. Mm -hmm. It's a good intention. We all understand where that intention comes from, but it, you're, we need to prepare our kids to be adults by letting them feel pain. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually, my hope and belief for my kids, you know, if we, if we talk, if they're able to talk out their emotions in the right way, I actually think that losing their father could actually help them be stronger adults. Mm -hmm. They process their grief in a healthy way, you know? Absolutely. And, and if I, there was a, we did some family therapy um, and, you know, it's hard when they're so young, but um, mm. the therapist said to me, uh, if you, if you're okay, they'll be okay. I mean, that's mm. not foolproof. Yeah. But, but the odds are if I, if I can heal myself properly, that gives them their best chance to do the same. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to follow my lead. So, yeah. And I've, that. I've heard from other widows, mm -hmm. sorry, friends whose mothers were widows. So friends who, who lost okay. a father and they recall what their childhood was like with a mother who was grieving. And I noticed um, it was, it was one of two extremes. It was either, the mother wasn't able to heal herself. And so these children grew up with a mother who was just kind of lost. Mm -hmm. She just stayed in the dark place mm -hmm. and she didn't want to talk about the death. She didn't want to talk about the father and she didn't want to talk about what she was feeling. And so these kids grew up with resentment because they had a sad childhood. They had a childhood that didn't, wasn't filled with the joys of childhood. Mm -hmm. And then um, I think to the, that's, that was the most common thing that I heard. And then on the other end, you know, some kids judge their, their mothers from being too okay, or maybe they're pretending to be okay yeah. by, or like overcompensating with their mm -hmm. social life or whatever, mm -hmm. but not actually processing and not actually talking about it. Um, and just like acting like, like nothing happened and everything's back to normal. So I think it's important to try, I try and, you know, there's no perfect solution to this, but I try yeah. and walk, walk the middle, find some balance. You know, I let them see there, there's always going to be bad days. You know, I fail, I fail at this all the time. Um, but I let them see that. And then, but I also let them see me in my moments of joy. Yeah. You know, so they understand both. And I think, I mean, I'm not obviously like a psychotherapist or like anything like that, but I think like, even like, I, I would be reluctant to say that you fail at anything I think that like sometimes we think you know like when we're taking steps back like oh no we're like we're just I'm doing the grieving process wrong like I'm not mm. getting it right but I feel like that's just the process right yes. like I think that like you know the, those bad days are the it is the process like yeah you're right in, in the days where you feel as good as you do that it would mm. make sense that there's days where you feel as bad as you do it's just like right. balance right so it is yeah I think that that's, I think that you're just, you're just phenomenal. Like I'm looking at you. I'm like, who is like, a, it's like a light radiating. I'm like, is she from somewhere else? <laughs> She's gotta be from somewhere else. Tell me where you're really from. Tell me what Venus is like. It yeah. looks great up there. How's the air oh, there? Good. Yeah. Because, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think it's I have a question about your youngest child, mm -hmm. like an honoring your husband or your, your, sorry, your late, late husband's life and her father. Mm -hmm. um, because I think, I don't know what I think as far as like what you would do with a very, very young child who doesn't really know their, 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 their past, their, the, the, the father that's, that's passed away. So mm -hmm. how do you negotiate that? Yeah. I mean, I'm still working it out. You know, she's two, she was two in April. She's two in a bit. 
she's she's talking she's fully conversational she knows who daddy is mm. you know when i tuck her in every night I, I say mommy loves you and daddy loves you so oh beautiful and she sees she recognizes his picture and she says that's daddy okay. but she she doesn't understand why daddy's a picture yet you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i've i've heard her older siblings say to her daddy died you know they're they're talking to her about it but um yeah i i have no idea how when she's, I, I would say like two more years until I can really have a conversation with her about daddy being gone. Sure. And when she, when she might notice other kids who have, hey, Winter. Hey, when girl. she might notice other kids who have dads and she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I think that will be a battle unique to her compared to the other two. For sure. She'll be the only one of three kids who has no memories mm. of him and very few photos, right? 11 days they had together. Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, I hope that doesn't break her, you know, like I hope, like me and the kids, we sit down, me and the older kids, we sit down and we talk about what we're grateful for. Nice. And um, they almost always say, I'm grateful that I had a few years with daddy, mm. you know, and she won't be able to say that. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll cross that bridge when I come to it, like everything else. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's definitely the right attitude for sure. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think the strength of the other two will be really motivating for her. Mm. Um, and I, I think there's no one that will ever replace her dad, whether she knew him or not. I think it's, mm. it's irrelevant. I don't think there's ever going to be someone that will replace that, mm-hmm. that, that, that role in her life. But I think that there are definitely going to be people that come in and they're going to support her in the same way mm-hmm. and are going to be so valuable. So I think mm-hmm. that that'll be nice too, that they'll, they'll help cushion, mm-hmm. I feel like, that, that hardship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. So the final question, and I think you said this already because you spoke to it. And I loved when you said it because I'm like, it was just framed in a way that I'd never heard before. But mm-hmm. essentially, like, grievance is not a linear journey. Um, so what are some words of encouragement that you can share with other families that might be experiencing this now? Um, yeah. What can you offer? What can you say based on your own experience, based on what, you're, what you know and, and are learning? Um, yeah. So um, I've kind of, develop this concept that I call grief to growth because that's precisely what I've experienced. So, you know, we, we've all heard of um, post-traumatic stress, right? It's a term everybody understands what that is. Um, But there is also something called post-traumatic growth because it's a real phenomenon that people experience after a trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, They experience like profound personal growth, not everybody, but some people. Yeah. And um, I was lucky enough to experience it and I've worked to cultivate it, you know, Mm. and if I could, there's, there's a lot of pieces to it, but if I can kind of distill it down into one idea, it's that the trauma breaks you into like a million little pieces. Mm -hmm. And as sad as that is, it's this unique opportunity to, to put yourself back together better than you were before you broke. Mm. you know it's it's like it's like you the way I think of it is like my whole life was was a pile of rubble at the side of the road basically like my whole life exploded that one day Mm. and I was I was lost I was you know I felt lost at sea I don't I didn't know what to do how I was going to live my life or it's like, it's like ground zero, right? Mm-hmm. So you actually have to, you, you, you get to choose 
yeah. you choose what's next. You have to choose. Um, or you could not choose anything. And then that's when people get stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's, it's building a routine. So routine, it was really the key for me. So if you're feeling, you know, lost and kind of directionless, you, you commit yourself to a routine every day. What do you want to do? Plan your day in order, all the things that you want to accomplish, make a plan every morning. And then at the end of the day, you audit, you audit your list and see how close you got and how can you tweak it for the next day? Mm-hmm. And you just do that every day. And it's like taking your life into bite-sized pieces. When I was at the hospital and they told me that Jeff was gone, it was so it was such a silly like thought, but the first, all I could picture was like endless Saturday mornings where I just wake up and it's just me and these three kids. Mm. That's all I could see. It was like, you know, when you stand between two mirrors and it's just yeah. like infinity, it was like Saturdays and Sundays, just infinite, just me and the kids and no, and nothing else and no help. That's how, that's just all I could see. Oh. So I was like, okay, if I look too far, it's so depressing and intimidating. So I would just like focus on the moment mm-hmm. and like the day and like, what do I need to do today? You know, I got into a routine of, you know, uh, fitness and health and um, taking the kids to, out and doing productive things. You know, yeah. that was how I found myself again. And it's really like a lot of the routine sucks in the moment. You know, you're kind of, you kind of have to force yourself to do things you don't mm-hmm. want to do in the moment. It's like, come on, Ori, like, let's let's do this harder thing today yeah then when you're done you feel better about your day and when you feel accomplished when you feel fulfilled that's how you can heal yourself yeah there's other pieces too right it's really important to also face to have the days where you just don't get out of bed that's that's all a part of it and to really sit in the pain um when it comes but just don't sit too long yeah. I love that. I say, I say the same thing. I think I like with any emotion that I feel and I encourage, like, you know, I'm really encouraging my husband to do the same because I think that like, you know, he used to have a really tough time with expressing his emotions. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just something that I really want to make sure I cultivate with, you know, Yara and, you know, our, our future kids, which is like, you are allowed and entitled to feel every emotion. You just can't mm-hmm. stay there, particularly exactly. if it's an emotion that's like, you know, destructive or, um, or, you know, like upsetting like you are allowed to be mad and be mad in that moment and honor those feelings but you just can't stay there exactly so yeah i love that you're you're, you give yourself the grace to be sad because yeah i think that i think that that's just it right i I just feel like the the sadness doesn't really dissipate it just kind of like it's it doesn't dissipate no no. the way i always say is like the hole inside you it doesn't shrink over time it stays it stays the same but you kind of learn to build this life around the hole Mm. yeah the pain doesn't shrink but you it's your passenger yeah yeah Mm. and that's yeah that's I guess that was that was my my final question is like yeah so how would you say that you because you're in a space now where you can talk about it Mm -hmm. um and I guess that varies right like are are there other moments where like just having this conversation is, is is easy or are there still times where it's just like yeah this is this is hard today you know what? The, I've reached a point, especially because I, I go and I speak about this. Mm-hmm. So this conversation now is, is okay for me. Okay. Um, but I do have moments independent of this, always, almost always when I'm by myself, mm. um, that I fall apart. And I, and I think that that will happen probably for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. 
And it's not to say, I mean, I actually can consider myself happy now. And that was really hard for me to admit. Mm-hmm. When I first started feeling happiness creeping mm-hmm. back in, I was like, oh my God, like, are you allowed to be a widow mm-hmm. who's happy? Mm-hmm. You know, will people judge me? Mm-hmm. And you, I really had to train myself to let that go. Like, of course, of course, how, how can I be a good mother? Of course. To mm-hmm. my kids, if I'm not happy. I love that. <laughs> a right to be happy. A right to be happy. I'll always fall apart, but um, there's, a, there's an underlying happiness that I've learned to keep as my baseline. I do love then, that. Yeah. I'll always cry alone in my room sometimes, you know, that's just what it is. Oh, this is like, <laughs> I just admire, like just watching you talk about this. I'm just admiring your strength. Yeah. And it, it, it's been two years and I, I think that you're handling it in such a powerful way, um, processing your grief and growing from it and even finding that strength to be a good, responsible mom. I admired that girl because Handa's story, I'm just like shaking in my boots. I'm not even going to lie. I'm like, I can't, I can't be devastated by this. You're, you look fine. <laughs> yeah. It's inspiring. It's super it, it, inspiring. Honestly, this is, it's powerful. I appreciate, I appreciate you sharing this story with us. Definitely. Yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate you listening and sharing. Like I, you know, if there, for me, it's like, it's a cliche, but if, if there's like one widow who catches this, you know, Absolutely. and listens to it, and if she just wakes up the next day and tries to plan her day or something, mm. or decides to get it, you know, just that, like, that's, that's what we need more of, right? It's just. Absolutely. Yeah. Please tell everybody where they can find you and like, just continue to support you and your journey and, you know, learn from you because wow, what a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. So um, on Instagram, it's grief to growth. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a link there to my YouTube channel. So I'm still, I mean, just like you guys, it's like, how do you find time to record videos <laughs> and write yeah. scripts and stuff with, with the kids? But um, I'll do a video a month and I kind of go through my story chronologically. And nice. um, there's just little like snippets of the, the keys to life that I've kind of picked up along the way. Amazing. Perfect. Um, I will definitely support that. Thank you. Absolutely. I I want to spam everyone because like (laughs) you said, like you said, like there are people out there looking for those resources and that support. And some people don't have that physical support all the time in their their circle or in their family. Um, So if we can put this out there and this helps one person, Mm -hmm. just one person for even one day. Mm -hmm. Right. um, Exactly. This is why, this is why we do this. Exactly. Yeah. This is the point of the platform. So what a blessing. Yeah, it is a blessing. Such an honor to have you again. Like Ori, it's just Oriana. (laughs) But I feel like we know you. We're basically family now. Yeah, basically we're family. Yeah. (laughs) We're going from Oriana to Ori to O because you know what? Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) We just that close. Um, But yeah, such an incredible honor. So, so awesome. Such amazing, an amazing episode. And I'm such an like an empath and super emotional. So I got to be honest. Yeah. When Shen told me that we were going to do this, I was like legitimately heaving. I'm like, how (laughs) am I going to get through this? Like, I mean, how, how selfish of me to think about myself in the situation like this. But I'm like, how am I going to do Because legitimately, like I am that person. I feel like so deeply for people. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So I worried, but I think, you know what, again, it's, it's almost like what your, your therapist said, 
mm-hmm. uh, was just like your strength inspires my strength. So it's because you're strong, I can be strong. Like I don't right. have to be mm-hmm. emotional about it because mm-hmm. you are so composed, right? So yeah. it is really motivating, and I just I love it. I love it. I love it. I love this episode. Thank Why you. Is everybody being it's, so loud. I don't know. Yara's like, <laughs> ma. Oh, that's uh, because you're recording. Obviously, that's yeah, fine. Everyone's loud. <laughs> right. I think I got yeah. like a definitely. She's definitely stayed asleep longer than I thought she would. But that's amazing. I know it's very impressive. Um, friends, we want to just quickly remind you again to please nominate Bomb Moms. It's super easy. You can do so on our website, whilethenap.ca, and or you can do so by sending us a DM on our Instagram uh at wtn podcast and you can also send us a voice note like you don't even have to type just speak <laughs> speak into the into the it's dm so easy come on right guys. we're done we're begging we're begging for bomb you guys are doing better them. though you're doing better and we are sharing them we okay so, yeah so keep them I'll, coming that's true let's celebrate them when they do good things so you know mm-hmm. what fine <laughs> we do keep appreciate the couple that we got but we want more so continue to nominate bomb moms friends but with that being said, nap time is over. Wake Yara up. <laughs> yeah. She's like, mama. <laughs> she's like dragging it out now. She's like, maybe that'll work. Mama. <laughs> oh. All right. All right well, see you guys in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 